Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Brian Button from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test-specific podcast. Thanks for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we'll be discussing My Heart Ceramides Plasma Test with Dr. Jeff Mewson. But before we get started, Dr. Mewson, could you provide us a little bit about you and your background? Yeah, hi. Thanks, Brian. So my name is Jeff Mewson, and I've been on staff with Mayo for a little over 10 years now. And my primary role is in co-director of the cardiovascular laboratory medicine program. So I focus on lipids, all kinds. I mean, we talk a lot about cholesterol in our lab, and we do some sophisticated measures that are a little beyond what most cholesterol testing can do. And we also dabble in new biomarkers of lipids, uh, specifically in relation to cardiovascular disease. Thank you, Dr. Mewson. As mentioned today, we're going to be talking about the MyHeart Ceramides Plasma Test. We've had it around here for a little bit here at Mayo Clinic. Could you give us a brief overview of this assay? Yeah, this is an interesting new test that we have that looks at some sphingolipids. So typically, when we say lipids in medicine, we're all thinking about cholesterol. We know that LDLs are the bad cholesterol and HDLs are the good cholesterol. Well, those LDLs and HDLs are carrying other lipids as well. People are familiar with triglycerides. That's another lipid carried in our LDL and HDL. Well, they're also carrying ceramides. And we figured out through help with some other lipidomic experts and collaborations with various scientists. So there are four ceramides that are associated with cardiovascular risk and even some other comorbidities that are closely associated with cardiovascular disease, like maybe diabetes, hypertension, et cetera. Because these sphingolipids are a little different, the methodology is a little different. Whereas cholesterol and the LDL and HDL can be performed in almost every laboratory, we need to use a mass spectrometer to measure these specific sphingolipids. Those aren't all that rare anymore, but they're not necessarily in every physician office clinic these days. Thank you, Dr. Mewson. To go a little bit further into this, what patients should have this test and when should it be performed on these patients? Cardiovascular screening still starts with your basic lipids. And by basic, I mean your LDL and your HDL cholesterol is where we should start, as well as your lifestyle factors, you know, tobacco, smoking, age, hypertension, diabetes, all that. If a patient is clearly at risk because they have elevated LDL cholesterol, then they should immediately go into treatment. Now, in a lot of cases, a patient will have LDL cholesterol that is at a more reasonable level. Maybe it's somewhere moderately elevated. And so now the question is, how aggressive should we treat? Should we say, we'll check again in a few months after you try to do some diet and exercise, or should we start you on a lipid-lowering medication? This is really where ceramides comes in as an excellent biomarker in that it will help you distinguish between those persons that have mild and moderate elevations of their basic lipids 
and identify those that are really at a higher risk for cardiovascular complications in the near future, in the next three to five years. And the good news about ceramides is because they've carried on the LDL and the HDL, they also respond to the same treatments you would use. So even if you decide to stick with diet and exercise, you should expect to see a ceramide score go down. Or if you use lipid-lowering medications, you'll also see ceramides improve. Thank you for that. So as we think about testing in this space, the cardiovascular space, there are other tests out there. Can you talk a little bit about what those alternative test options are and available, and how does it compare to our ceramides test that you've been just describing? So one of the reasons we're so eager to adopt ceramides at our own practice here at Mayo Clinic is we've been working with ceramides in comparison to a lot of the established cardiovascular risk markers. So obviously, we've shown, and other groups, that the cardiovascular prediction power increases and improves upon your basic lipids. And then there's other markers out there, such as apolipoprotein B, which is a good one, and that will also increase on basic lipids. You can throw in a high-sensitive C-reactive protein, HSCRP, and that will improve on your basic lipids. And some people even look for maybe LDLPs or small dense LDL. And these are all improvements on cardiovascular risk assessment. And because we perform those tests as well as the ceramides, we're able to do some head-to-head comparisons and demonstrate that the ceramide seems to always remain predictive and significant, even against all these other risk markers. So truly in our practice, ceramides is used more often once we get past basic lipids than any of the others. So you mentioned a little bit about how these results can impact care, but can you go just a little bit further into that and how you may monitor patients in the future with this testing too? So because ceramides are carried on the same lipoproteins as cholesterol, they respond in similar ways to the treatments we already have. Not just our group, but many groups, because ceramides is measured at both at a research level and in a clinical setting, several different uh, lipidomic study groups and publications from across various different institutions have shown that you can monitor ceramides because they'll change fairly quickly in response to changes in your diet. So in the Predimed trial, patients on a Mediterranean diet were shown to reduce their ceramide score very drastically. Furthermore, patients that had a high ceramide score at baseline showed even more benefit when they were on the diet. So it would suggest that having elevated ceramides will be the type of person you want to target for specific dietary interventions. Similar studies have been done with statins, one of the most common lipid-lowering medications, where they've shown that patients with elevated ceramide scores have an increased cardiovascular reduction when they go on statins, and that reduction in risk is concurrent with reduction in their ceramide score. It helps with patient compliance when they can see that if I do this, I'm following my regimen, my numbers are getting better. And then the third intervention that we've really looked at quite a bit recently is PCSK9 inhibitors. So in some cases, when patients have just very, very elevated LDL or extremely high risk, then the medication of choice becomes an injectable monoclonal antibody. That's these PCSK9 inhibitors. And we've even had several studies published by our group and others showing 
that patients with high ceramides benefit very strongly from those types of interventions as well. Thank you, Dr. Mewson, for that. It's very exciting to hear about this new opportunity to help with cardiovascular disease that you and your lab are, have developed and are bringing forth to the market. So thank you, Dr. Mewson, for telling us more about ceramides today. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.